What's up, Miami? Manny Garavito going live once again for another night of the Miami Comedy Podcast. How you doing, everybody? Thank you. So kind. You never let me down. I love this city. How are you? It's a mill. Is it really? Uh, Steph, Aliquardo, and Matek. Uh, Peter, what's up, guys? Uh, welcome to yet another Art Basel-themed podcast. Uh, it's almost over. I hope you guys are ready to get back into yet more traffic, but at least it's a lot less than what it currently is. I hope you went to some really cool parties. I hope you met some really cool people. Hopefully not people from out of town, because usually they break your heart, right? You meet somebody brand new, and the next thing you know, they're gone the next day. And then, you know, it was a one-night stand the whole time. Those are heartbreaking, right? It's happened to me a few times. I can't. Do not catch feelings, Manny. I'm warning you in advance. Do not catch feelings for me. Oh, but I'm enjoying this brunch so much. Oh, please don't leave. Move here to Miami. Stay with me. Uh, I'm going back to Poland where they have tripe soup and pierogies. Okay? They don't have that around here, Manny. You're stuck. So you stay with your medianoche sandwiches and your panko bistec. All right? Because I'm going back to where Flavortown is. <laughs> In Europe. Uh, for those that missed last night's episode, it was a lot of fun. We were talking to a European that was trying to tell me that uh, Europeans would be very offended knowing that I am classifying all European food as British food. And that is what she suggested as the go-to European food. Tripe soup and pierogies. Now, from my understanding, pierogies is just fried dough with mush in the middle. And then uh, tripe soup is uh, intense intestines with broth. That's what she said was the best representation of European food. So, um, you know, I'm not to judge. I got to go out and try it for myself. Uh, I got to give an update. I completely forgot to mention this, uh, mention this yesterday. I was over at the Tim Dillon podcast. So if you are in Patreon, make sure you go to the Tim Dillon show and check out the recent talk he did about NFTs while he was here in Miami. He was in some Lux Hotel up in, um, um, was it Sunny Isles or was it Surfside? I forget. Somewhere up north. And I thought it was like some, uh, you know, whatever hotel. Dude, this place, the hotel this guy was staying in was running, I think, like three to $4,000 a night. Now, I didn't know comedians can make that kind of bread where you can just spend a $4,000 night out. I mean, I got my career set up for me in the future. I cannot wait to drop that amount of money. I'll be doing this podcast in hotel balconies, looking out into the ocean, and you guys will just be sitting back in your futons, wishing you would have donated for a Miami comedy show. <laughs> oh, man, so Tim Dillon, a very nice guy. Shout out to Tim Dillon. Um he was the kind of guy that is just living life on the edge as a comedian. What a cool dude, because this guy just flies to Miami. They reach out to me, and they say, hey, man, you got podcasting equipment. I'm like, I do. Oh, by the way, shout out to Marcelo Hernandez, great comedian in Miami. I'm sure you guys know about him already if you're in Miami, but uh, for those that don't, superb comedian and connector, just like myself. He introduced me over to Ben Avery, and Ben Avery introduced me over to Tim Dillon, and we did this podcast. And in the podcast, one thing that I admire about Tim Dillon, well, most comedians do this, but some are better at it than others. And it's, it's something that I wrote about uh, months ago, maybe even a year or two ago. Uh, yeah, I wrote it actually during the pandemic. I realized that one of the most important skills that you can learn 
uh, especially in the digital age, is to be entertaining while talking off the top of your head. Uh, it's called riffing in the comedy world. So riffing is something that I've always been interested in ever since I came across this insight where I try to do a podcast every day, try to make it as entertaining as I can without any sort of uh, pre-production or writing or anything. I mean, I do write a little bit, but I try to just get it off the top of my head as much as I can uh, so that it comes out naturally. And when Tim Dillon does his podcast, he just sits down. He doesn't have anything written. He comes up with a topic from, you know, on the top of his head and he just goes with it and he tries and he kind of, you know, finds the right way so he doesn't meander, he doesn't make it uh, dull or boring, he doesn't make it seem as if he's just rambling, and you keep it concise and yet very informative and entertaining. It's just a combination of a lot of things happening all at once. And so Tim Dillon is a natural at this. You know, he's a crazy guy, but nonetheless, still very natural at it. Another comedian that I can point out is... uh, Giannis Papas absolutely is fantastic at riffing. Yes, make sure you check out the Long Days podcast. Giannis Papas was uh, on this podcast as well. He, uh, he was live streaming with us. Bill Burr is also a natural riffer. Now, when it comes to riffing, the thing that comes to mind uh, as I learn riffing, you know, I think I've been riffing for about uh, three years now. Uh, the important thing to learn about riffing is you've got to trust your thoughts and you've also got to, like, not feel humiliated when something comes out wrong. And uh, you just it's it's super I think it's superb communication, especially in a fast paced world where it's like storytelling slash joke writing slash intuition. It's a lot of things all at once. And you're very aware as it's happening. And one of the best things that once you get into this one track mind, this tunnel vision of riffing, some really good material comes out because you are in the zone, man. I am in. Where's the joke at? None yet, Manny, but you're almost there. Uh, some of the best memes, sketches, podcast topics, and uh, conversations I've had with people through the live stream has come because of the riffing. Uh, you know, it, you know. Sometimes writing comedy can be a little nuanced. I think there's a book I read called uh, "Comedy Writing Made Simple" by Gene Perret. I think it was Gene Perret, and he said writing comedy is like taking a shit when you don't have to. All right. And when you're riffing, it's so natural that you're not trying as hard as when you're in a, you know, in a writing office and you're like, what can I write about that's funny? I can't think of nothing. Uh, the reason why is because you're, you're, you're in I've got to say something funny mode, right? When you're riffing, it's almost like this comfortable let it all go. It's like therapeutic at the same time. And I believe that when it comes to riffing, your mind can't tell the difference, especially when you do it on, on a live stream. Your mind can't tell the difference between doing it on stage or live streaming. So this is a whole new era for comedy writing, in my opinion. Because when you're riffing, you're kind of like tricking your brain that you're on stage, but it's not as risky. So when you are on stage, your riffing muscles are like up to par. And if someone like heckles you or if someone throws the show off, you can get into like off the top of your head mode and you can just assess it without it being like, oh, I forgot my lines. What was my next line? I, uh, I, I, I hold on. I got to go to my piece of paper here and see what my next joke is. Right. You don't have to go down down that road to be uh, a performer on stage because your, your brain is confident enough to be like, just just say it, man. Doesn't matter. Just say it. Now, what is the downside of this comedy skill? Uh, unfortunately, some people uh, aren't as good at it because their communication levels aren't as high, right? 
Um, I'm not saying mine's is yet, but I'm getting there. At least I think so. Because recently I was up on stage during a burlesque show, and there was a heckler to my left, there was a heckler in the back, and there was a lot of people that, well, not a lot of people, there was like 13 people, 14 people, and they all wanted to make the show as difficult as possible for me. They did it out of love, you know what I mean? But anyone else that isn't uh, a good communicator probably would have bombed that night. Now, I didn't, and the reason why is because I would have to make it as relevant as possible to each person individually, right? It was one of those shows where everybody in the audience wants to be the main show. Well, I'm funny. Yeah, I'm entertaining back here, too. Hey, 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 Right? So you, you got to, like, and what's your deal? Uh-huh. And then that. And then you got to, like, connect it all, and it's, like, this myriad of things, and you got to, like, make sure everything's organized and everyone's staying quiet while you're performing. Um, and it takes a lot of brain power to do that, especially when you're thinking off, uh, off the cuff. Uh, Crescent Blessing says, when Miami comedians forget their lines, they're talking about Coke. That's always a go-to thing when it comes to Miami. There's one thing I've learned about writing comedy or performing comedy in Miami is you've got to be part of the Miami culture in order to be a good comedian. Now, the trick is, how can you make that a different thing every time? where it's not really the main thing, but rather the thing that you jump off in order to do something completely different. Um, identity is really big in Miami. If you don't have a good identity in Miami, they don't, if they don't know who you are, you need to come off as something that they do recognize immediately because Miami gets turned off very, very easily. But the good news is, as an entertainer in the city of Miami, if you can entertain this city... You can go to another city and entertain them just as good, if not better. All right. What's up, Cairo, Jayco, 007. So back to the Tim Dillon podcast. So I'm in this Lux Hotel. I'm shooting, uh, you know, I'm shooting topics over to Tim. And Tim is giving me props, which was uh, very rewarding for me. Uh, one of the compliments that Tim gave me was, you know, this is a real, this was a real, when the podcast was over, this was a really good podcast. I loved what you did throwing topics while I was trying to come up with stuff on the spot. And he goes, you know what you're doing. And I go, of course I know what I'm doing. I do a somewhat daily podcast to five people. <laughs> a lot more on Anchor. So shout out to the people that download the the the. the the podcast or that are subscribed to the podcast. Thank you very much for bringing up the numbers apart from those on the live stream. And of course, thanks to those on the live stream for contributing in making this show interesting as well. Steph Smith says, I wonder if I lived under a rock. I know no one who does Coke. That means that you are a wholesome, well-lived person. And I wouldn't take that. I wouldn't take that for granted, Steph. All right. Um, I party with a lot. Well, I wouldn't say party, but I hang out with a lot of party people I hang out with a lot of girls that are, you know, a little crazy. I hang out with comedians, and everybody dabbles in it one way or another. It's just a part of the culture here in Miami. It's like the seven-degree uh, seven rule, right? One person knows somebody that knows somebody where you can get some in the last minute, something like that. Miami Matt, welcome to the chat. We're here talking about uh, Art Basel being over, slowly coming to an end, and my recent get-together with Tim Dillon in the recording of his Patreon podcast. And uh, once again, to give him a shout-out, uh, check out the Tim Dillon episode that I'm in over on his Patreon. Um, I believe it's very affordable, and he's very, very entertaining. He's on top of the game when it comes to riffing on a podcast. Very fun, very interesting guy. Um, and I think immediately right after our podcast, he said he had to go. Uh, so he left me in the hotel by myself. And he goes, yeah, do whatever you want. 
Uh, my suitcase is over there. You could bring a sex worker in if you'd like. Go ahead and enjoy the hotel. I got to go. And then, like, 20 minutes later, he posts a photo of him wearing Balenciaga outfit. Uh, <laughs> the life of a famous comedian living adventurously. Uh, and shout out to Tim Dillon as well for being so into crypto. I mean, he came down here and he started like rubbing shoulders with people that are into NFTs and that are into crypto. As a matter of fact, when Mana Winwood had the Bitcoin conference, he was one of the comedians. I think he was the only comedian that was there. He just took up a gig. And so you have like this entire serious conversation about what Bitcoin is, where it's going and the financial industry and DeFi and all that. And it's like a super, you know, heavy handed conference right and then like right at the end the last thing that goes up on stage is tim dylan with jake paul and i think tim dylan was riffing with jake and talking about the fight or was it logan i forget who the fighter who's the fighter which jake is the fighter anyways uh i'm an uber driver i didn't work this weekend congratulations andy you shouldn't it's too crazy out there as a matter of fact let's go ahead and have a moment of silence for all the uber drivers this weekend um you know I just, want to, I just want to ask God to please look over them as they, I don't know if they're still facing the traffic or the hardship of Art Basel, but God bless their souls for trying to make a dollar. Well, wait a second. Aren't the rates like even higher than they are before? Aren't they banking right now? You know what I mean? Andy, do, do they bring up the rates during Art Basel weekend? The app should know, right? The algorithm could be like, eh, you know what? You're going to go down two blocks. Let's charge them $55, Right? An hour and a half of commenting. I don't understand. Of Oh, you mean commuting? Yeah, yeah. I went, to an, I went to an art gallery Thursday, and I went early. I went in the daytime, like at 12 or 1 o'clock or something like that, thinking that there wasn't going to be any traffic. And guess what? Lo and behold, there was traffic. It was manageable. I'm sure there's way worse. But Art Basel and traffic, they just go hand in hand. And like I said yesterday, one of the big works of art that you can see in the city of Miami is an open road. As a matter of fact, here's what you do, guys. Do you guys really want to capture a moment in time that is beautiful? You're going you're gonna to take a photo with a timestamp of an empty road in Miami Beach. Just snap it and just call it something like South Beach at 5 in the morning where it's just empty palm trees and an open road. Beautiful shot. And then you frame that. One of the, this is one of the rarest photos that you would ever see during the Art Basel weekend, an empty road in South Beach. Where can you find this? Oh, my God, is it Photoshop? No, 100% authentic. We ran it through much investigation and scientific methods to make sure that this was shot completely editing-free. 28 million sold. Uh, I have to make a small talk about these people while stuck in traffic, wishing they would get in my car. I don't understand what you're saying, Andy. Please elaborate. Andy's the kind of guy that when he communicates, he just uh, types it. Are you, are you dictating on your phone? Is that what you're doing? I have to make a small talk with these people while stuck in traffic, wishing they would get in my car. If they're already in your car, why would... See, this is what throws me off, Andy. Small talk with people wishing they would get in my... You mean out of my car. Yeah, five in the morning and wishing they didn't in my car. Andy, I'm not reading your comments anymore. Sorry, buddy. Uh, Steph Smith says, make an NFT. I did two already. Um, The thing about NFTs is they're fairly simple to make if you have the money for it. 
Usually gas prices are about $300 from my experience. And then what ends up happening is uh, once you have it out there, it's still an image on the Internet. So get this. Imagine posting a photo on Instagram but paying $300 to post it, okay? No one, you're not even getting any likes once you make an NFT. The trick about NFTs is how do you create value off something that is considered unique, authentic, and non, uh, without it being able to be duplicated, okay? So the re, and this is a good segue, by the way. So the reason why I make NFTs is because not only what did I want to be the first one-liner joke on the on the blockchain, which I believe I am, right? So I got that out of the way. I paid three hundred dollars to be the first one liner in the blockchain. So you know, hopefully years from now, while I'm still alive, hopefully not dead, people would be like, "This is this is worth a lot of money because this is the first one liner on the blockchain," right? And then the next thing that I would want to put, which I did actually, was uh, I wanted to put an NFT for for the first T-shirt design. Uh, that we made. And this is a good segue. So how do I make value? So I already got the first one liner. There's the value, right? Stored in the blockchain at this time, at this date by this person, the first one liner was created, right? Bam. Hopefully the value goes up over time. Then how do you make the value off the, uh, the flamingo design? Well, this is a t-shirt design that is limited edition in the city of Miami for those that like comedy. So it's a segue into the reads. We've got these t-shirts for sale, guys. Okay? This is how you support the podcast. This is how you support the Miami comedy movement, which has been going in a pretty good trajectory over the years. You know, a lot of people are appreciating what we're doing in the city of Miami. A lot of comedians are starting to jump on the bandwagon and realizing that we're amazing. And now our talent is going up. But here's the thing. These t-shirts, since they're on an NFT, on an NFT uh, will not be duplicated after they get sold out. So if you get a T-shirt, that shirt will not be printed again, and we will, get, we will go on to a new design, which will also be an NFT. And just like that, ladies and gentlemen, we create value in a limited edition basis that you can be a part of. Okay, so imagine if like 2021 slash 2022 was encompassed in this design. Now it's gone. And then we get into the new design, build a brand new NFT, so on and so forth. There you go. Bam, NFT in a nutshell, done Miami comedy style. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed my uh, sketch that I recently recorded. Because of this new studio, I was able to uh, do it a lot more quickly than before. Thank God. Uh, you know, sketch writing, podcasting, live streaming, virtual stage. It's, it's done so much more easier after dropping a buttload of money on the studio and making it so that it's part of my work regimen. Right. So I, you know, I got up in the morning, I had breakfast and I just started, you know, writing the sketch out, put the camera in order, put the mics in order, the bam, bam, acted it out, put the, you know, it was like an hour. Right. Bam. And then it's all out there. Sorry to make you loop back, but is your episode with with Tim just for Patreon or will it be released on a regular YouTube tomorrow? Uh, From my understanding, this is an exclusive Patreon uh, interview. I wouldn't even say it's an interview. I'm just around, and I make a couple of comments on the side. As a matter of fact, some of the topics that he touches on, I introduced, I, I told him on, a, like on my phone, I typed out a topic that he can segue into, and I would hold it up like this, and he'd be like, yeah, uh, D-Picks NFTs, totally. 
and then he would go into it for a couple of minutes, and then I'd throw him another one, and then he'd go into it for a couple of minutes, and then eventually he's like, hey, man, here, why don't you tell people who you are? And I go, all right, Manny Garavito, the Latin Ben, ben Avery. And uh, I was able to get a shout-out. Thanks for all the wonderful messages that I've gotten and the comments that I've gotten. Uh, it's interesting that you guys like Tim Dillon so much and that I was actually a part of it. I mean, I like Tim Dillon too, don't get me wrong, but like I didn't, I never would have thought I would be in an episode with Tim, let alone with t- someone like Tim Dillon, who is a very well established uh, comedian. Podcasting is a lot of fun. I realized that podcasting at first seems like work, but then when you, once you, once you kind of get like some friends and people that listen to it and support and help out, and, and it's just, it's more interesting when it's interactive for me. Because back in the day, uh, when I would podcast, I would get like this little mini Zoom recorder and I would just lay down and I would just talk into it and I'm just staring at the ceiling as I talk into it and then I post it and then, you know, you get like 12 downloads and you're like, I wonder what those 12 people think about that. (laughs) Now when I podcast, I can do it, you know, through the live stream and I can make it interesting and I can get the feedback and I can see the little hearts and the comments and then I can riff off whatever you guys give me and then I got these cool lights it just makes it so much more fun. I feel like I'm on stage, but without the pressure. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel the pressure of doing podcasts this way. And that's what's very interesting to me. I feel this is a, I feel this is a very cool metaverse way to do stand-up. I wouldn't call it stand-up comedy. A very cool metaverse way to do comedy. Right? I don't have to sell tickets. You're in the comfort of your own home or stuck in traffic or whatever the hell you're into. Uh, and then you're watching me as I do the thing, and then you part of it. It's just it, everything just comes together so nicely for this to work out. So I'm glad it's happening here in the city of Miami. I mean, out of all the places, I believe I'm the only one doing it this way, which is exciting as well, which I won't lie. It's very interesting too. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to continue doing this every day. This will be where I work on my material, where I work out writing. You know, you get the whole thing. Uh, so, yeah, this is cool. What's up, Milena? Welcome to the chat. All right, so with that being said, tonight we're going to be over at the Tipsy Flamingo in downtown Miami. And if you haven't been to the Tipsy Flamingo, I highly recommend you get tickets for this one because I believe we are about to be sold out. We got the Art Basel people showing up tonight. Oh, and you know I'm going to talk some S. I'm trying not to curse, so apologies for the the terrible uh, terminology here. You know I'm going to talk bad about all those Art Basel people from out of town sitting in front of me tonight. So if you want to see me make fun of people that are tourists currently in the city of Miami, make sure you stop by Tipsy Flamingo in downtown. I got Chris Renoir, one of the upcoming best comedians in South Florida currently in the moment. Okay? This guy is an absolute hurricane on stage. He twirls, he swirls, and God damn it, he gets lots of girls. Last time I saw him, he was with a girl. He was on a date. So shout out to Chris Renoir. I'm glad... The stage time is working out for you, buddy. Uh, the comedians we also have coming up are very entertaining and very funny. It's a variety show. You never know what you're going to get, but you will always have fun, okay? Uh, if you guys also want to get the shirts in person instead of buying them online, you can also go to a show and just let me know that you want a shirt, all right? Uh, last but not least, Monday, tomorrow, we have two shows, one at Red Bar, one at Thank You Miami. The Thank You Miami show is the late night version. And the Red Bar show is the the earlier version. So 8 o'clock at Red Bar, 9 o'clock, but it ends around midnight over at Thank You Miami, which has delicious food. I want to do a food review. 
at Thank You Miami. As a matter of fact, now that I think about it, that's probably going to – what do you guys think about this? Let me know, whether in the comments, in an email, in a tweet, whatever. What do you guys think about the idea of reviewing food in Miami – particularly those that are restaurants that we work with to do comedy. You know, like I take a to-go order, I go live, I record me eating it, right, since I'm no longer a vegan or picky with what I eat. I just eat whatever's in front of me, burgers, you name it. And, uh, yeah, and then we just all review it together. What do you think about that? Or maybe like a tour guide, right? Maybe I can go somewhere, uh, give you guys a quick tour about that particular place, maybe like a longer YouTube version of it. I got to get a bunch of equipment to make it happen, but I think it's a possibility. And I think I'll be having a lot of fun doing so. So, uh, yeah, just give me some feedback, guys. What kind of things do you want to see ongoing in the Miami comedy content that we are currently building? This is, no, this is officially a virtual comedy club, all right? It's not going to be just on stage anymore. This is going to be something that we can all appreciate anytime, anywhere, through the comfort of wherever we are at a certain period in time. All right? Thank you all very much. That is it for today. Uh, for tuning into the Miami Comedy Podcast. I really enjoy these, so make sure you keep supporting. Uh, help me get to the next level in comedy, okay, in terms of the the website and the project and the things we have coming up, whether it be a show, a T-shirt, uh, I don't know, donation, or just subscribing to the podcast. Something as simple as that can really go a long way. So, all right, guys, that's it. I'll see you next time. Bye.